Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booty's in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Not sure that Bezos being in charge is any better than Elon Musk, but you know, whatever. No, I'd, 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 rather, we'll, I'd rather have Bezos in charge. At least he's got record, you know, a history. Of, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, looking after well, the just, small guys. He'll keep tweeting from the wrong account, but apart from that, he'll be fine. Uh, well, every account is the wrong account for Bezos. <laughs> Now, you're often, yeah, I love how he tweets from the pod account in the first, yeah. first person. It's like, every time this I is read meant that, to I'm be like, multiple people, not just yeah, one. I, yeah, no, I, but you know, every time I see the, that, that one, I'm just like, yeah. yep, I know who that is. Yeah. If it's first person, it's Bezo. If it's my fucking yeah. smug addiction, uh, it's probably me. Uh, it's probably Paul's podcast? Me. Episode whatever this number is. is that, uh, was that with an interrobang after the end of it? Uh, like it can be. Like- it can be. <laughs> And with a hashtag free Dame. See, Dame has finally gone and freed himself. Oh, I did say, I, I'm glad I looked today, actually, because I've I've been a bit off the air mm. uh, over the last week. I looked down and went, holy shit, look at that. And I think it was only because I got a notification that No Dunks did an emergency pod. And I went, mm. oh, okay. Shit's happens in free agency. And we're only, what, is this like day, what, two? Well, most of free agency's done. You know, all yeah, the, yeah, I think that was the thing. Dame was waiting to see what happened with the, the team. And I think, you know, they brought back Jeremy Grant for. A reasonable number, but I think the reality is that uh, oh, Dame yes. should have asked for a for a trade last year. He's just never wants to be the the guy who. And they were in this kind of weird game of chicken where they he didn't want to ask, and the team didn't want to be the bad guys, so they just kind of let it drag out far too long. So and but eventually, he, he just went, "Oh, fine, fuck is I'm going to yeah. where? Well, hopefully, hopefully the Heat. Well, well like, hopefully for him, it's the Heat. I mean, he's the only that seems to be the only team that he wants to go to. But mm. I think a lot of other teams are like warming up the trade machine and going, you know, who, who didn't necessarily have a chance for da- the, a star of the level of, of Damien Lillard before, are sort of thinking maybe from the right package because they don't have that much to offer. Tyler Hero, though, is is a good, you know, and if he ends up at, uh, where did I see? Because they were talking about a, three, a three-team deal. And where was that going to go to? I, I can't remember. I haven't listened to any speculative trades because they never actually turned out to be true. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've seen a couple of different things where it was like, oh, you know, they're going to go here and they're going to like, – oh, they're even saying he could go that, – that Tyler Hero could end up at the Jazz. I don't uh, – it was a better team than that. I remember oh, thinking – Jesus. I mean, there are some there are some interesting free trade sort of things. Um, Houston are, are going all in for the for – the, they've, they they've hired a lot of dudes who would be useful – bit part players for a win now team. So it's almost like they think they're getting James Harden or they think that what they've got is as good as getting James Harden. Because of course the other the other big domino to, to well the big domino to, to pre-fall uh, yes. domino elect if you like uh, is that James Harden is, is going to opt in but then uh but then on the expectation yeah. that he's going to be traded. He's only got a year left on his deal. Um so whatever you know whatever whatever team trades for him have to be pretty confident that he's actually going to re-sign an extension. I mean, Fred Van Fleet's gone to Houston. I mean, look, he's not a super duper duper star, but he's not shit either. Like he's he's good. I mean, mm. Bezo um, Damien said he was really impressed with what the Rockets' business, and I said, yeah, up until the point they hired, they signed Dylan Brooks, 
and that's kind of the, oh. that's kind of where it loses it for me. But Damn. Uh, but they got Jock Landale. They they should get Paddy Mills, although they have to do yeah. a little bit of gymnastics yeah. in order to clear enough space for for that. Um, I think moving off um, Kenyon Martin Jr. will probably help with that. And, and certainly good a good of them to get the of the nets uh, of them to get hold of Paddy Mills before he goes fe- full FIBA Paddy again because his trade value has mm. always mm. massively increased after any FIBA tournament. Well, it's, it's clear that Ime Adoka, who's the you know, former Nets mm. coach now uh, Rockets coach, clearly sees value in what Paddy does, <laughs> even though what Paddy does look has, you know, even if that's not yeah not with actually on the court, maybe no. it's just flinging towels around the place and smacking well, guys around the head in the locker room and saying hey. Do it for Australia. Get shit together. Yeah, do it yeah. for Australia. And if they can – I think the problem with Dylan Brooks is he got too far out of his skis in terms of mm. what he was saying in the, in the media and then suddenly discovering, oh, shit, <laughs> this is not, not the place, yeah. place or time for this. This is why they pay, pay Draymond so much money. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe, he's, maybe yeah. his skills aren't just quite on the court as much as being that kind of focal point for a team so that, you know, he, he makes all the noise and Steph can just get on and be Steph. Like, well, I think you can reframe to- that. Now, this is why they continue to play Draymond all that money that's, because that, that's right, that, yes. that's been the defining characteristic of, of free agency so far outside of the big, you know, the, the two-guard trade requests, if you like. It's been Dre's like, likely to stay where he is, Chris Middleton staying where he is, you know all these all these guys are re-upping. Even even Russell Westbrook seems to be staying where he is. <laughs> the clips, yeah, that's right. I don't know whether that's because you know they they need someone for salary matching when they trade for James Harden, but Sabonis just got a really big extension. That that's basically seems to be what they cleared all that cap space for was to mm. re-sign Sabonis on a monster number. Some and, and- cynicism about whether that will actually work out, but I think when you've got a a dude, you know, Sabonis is a all star. And he's in Sacramento, and he seems to want to stay there. And in Sacramento's experience, once you have that, hang on to it, particularly if it's a big white guy who can be a fair favourite in rural California, which is the Midwest and, of California. Yeah, and look, you know, and if they want to, they really still want to be a regular season team. And he was great in the regular season. I mean, obviously, they probably want to get past the first round as well. But well, they brought back yeah. um, Harrison Barnes as well. It seems mm-hmm. like everybody's kind of brought back. Particularly the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers have done a pretty good job bringing back the, the second half team. We talked about last week that they were mm. two different teams, first half and second half. And, and they got second Austin half pretty much at a bargain, really, because he could have got heaps more, couldn't he? Feels like, like it, yeah. I think he, he's got some options in his favour, but I think he's quite happy being where he is, you know, seeing out the, 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 the rest of the LeBron AD ride. And they also picked up Gabe Vincent from Miami, which was a really good pickup. Yeah, that's um, the one. And where did Struis end up from, from Miami? Mean, Struis ended was, up in Cleveland. That's right. Which, yeah, I mean, look, that's not, I guess, not a bad spot for him. You know, he, um, yeah, yeah but, he wasn't exactly great in the finals. And, no, they were Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland were yeah. the inexplicable, got their ass handed to them by the Knicks team. And I think he'll fit in quite well there. Uh, the Knicks picked up, the Knicks' big uh, um, target was Dante DiVincenzo, who they picked up. Um, everyone kind of got what they wanted. Yeah. Uh, but it's, everyone's it's, goals were fairly minimal, you know. It's like if you set, if you set your, you set your dreams low enough. Mavs. Yes, Kyrie resigned with the Mavs. I mean, it's there was a hell of a lot of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing really out there shocking, you know. Oh my god! But I think the most interesting thing is that that Phoenix got rid of Lance Allen and kept Aiton. I don't think like, that, I don't think they had choice. I think basically mm-hmm. uh, the Rockets outbid them for Lonsdale. Yeah, that's that's right. Which and, is but, interesting. I mean, but interesting, the sort of that you know he was you know where the, the pecking order and all that sort of stuff was, and the, and it'll be interesting to see how they deal with with Aiton, I guess you know, and there's still tension, there's still that meme, you know, that that's going to haunt him until he does something different. 
I guess is there a belief that that if you change the coach, this is our last chance to make this work? Because the um, how much of that was just a Monty Williams issue? Yeah, and true. by by moving Monty on, <laughs> at least he gives it. And look, he doesn't probably have to do as much again. He's got all this all this stuff around them now. You know, like well, he doesn't have Chris Paul making you know helping him in the pick and roll, but he's you know it's it'll be really interesting to see be what, enough. What, what the new guy does with him. I mean, it's not that like that. Kevin Durant probably was sitting out on the wing a bit too much anyway. Like maybe he becomes more of a ball handler again for him. And it's just- a lot of ball handling though, isn't it? I mean, oh, he's, a of, he's a lot of ball handling. There's so much ball handling, it looks like a bunch but, of teenage But then again, boys. I mean, how much ball handling was happening at the Warriors too? And it, it seemed to work okay there. You know, like yeah, it was. It's different just- sort of thing. That Clay's never been a ball dominant player. And no. um, Dre is more of a. Uh, I think we've compared him in the past to like a number six, so like a, a distributing midfield player. He's not there to score at the end. Um, yeah. you know, he distributes from the back and a lot like uh, Jokic does as well. You know, he, he pulls the strings from, from the back, but, you know, the, once it's actually, you know, in the within the arc, he won't necessarily have the ball unless it kind of runs screens or handoffs and things like that. So, I mean, how do you feel about Damon at Miami? Is this kind of, I mean, given that they went to the finals this year with, you know, Two bucks and a, and a bus ticket. I just don't know how they trade. Like, what, what what they have that's enough to trade for him? It's just I worry about how much Miami are giving up already with Struess and Vincent out well, the door. It's, it's got to be Tyler Hero somewhere along and the Tyler line. Tyler Hero. So then, what what have you got? You got Jimmy. You got Bam. You've got Dame. You got yeah. Duncan Robinson. You've got. It starts to get pretty thin. Unless unless there's a third team somewhere. I just don't yeah, see. This. I just don't see how this is better for Dame than the situation he's in. I guess they well, just figures him, Jimmy, and Bam. Culture, maybe like you know, that's yeah. maybe that's the whole thing, and maybe he looks at a fit. You know, hopefully that you know they've got Jimmy is fit, and, and then maybe it's also the thing that Jimmy has doesn't have to do as much. He doesn't have to be super Jimmy all the time. Yeah, yeah and so they've got two offensive, yeah, absolute offensive. You know, I mean, Dame was still fucking good when he could be bothered and when he was all that stuff. When he wasn't stuff. injured, it, it, yeah. this is the problem. He's been more injured. But then and, again, they've you know, rested again, him a hell of a lot. Because- yeah, and hashtag heat culture, heat, you know, whatever. You know, what it, so they seem to – it's something works about it, whether or not – and he's certainly used to a team that doesn't perform in the regular season. So yeah. who knows? I mean, look, it's like we said last week, everything could be everybody and everybody's a favourite. You know, Phoenix is looking this and that, all that sort of stuff. I guess uh, the Heat genuinely believe they can just make more Gabe Vincents and Max Struces and Duncan Robertsons. Yes. And at this stage, it's a bit – you'd be a fool to fucking doubt that they can because the track record is such. How, how, how would you argue against it, I guess? Yeah. Except if you remember the, the Hassan Whiteside deal in Waiters era. Uh, then you think, yeah, Tyler Johnson on as near to a max as, as you can imagine. Who did uh, I see maxed up to? I think, oh, um, which of the balls? The uh, the one who's not broken. The one that's not broken. Um, yeah, one's broken. And- Lamello, the, the one in um, Charlotte. Yes. The one in Charlotte is, is uh, has resigned. Alonzo's out for the year, it looks like, which is... Again, which is shit. Yeah, that's the weather he comes back Well, he hasn't even started yet, so we're not planning to see him until this, t- this time, 2024. That's great. Yeah, that's not good, and is speaking it? Speaking of people who can't be bothered turning up, um, I see Ben Simmons has, has decided not to play for the Boomers so he can prioritise not playing for the Nets. <laughs> and getting traded to wherever the Nets decide to put him, if <laughs> three, they decide to put him anywhere. Three-team trade. Well... Maybe, the maybe Nets, the Nets are a team that are they're in play for for Dame. Um, he's not not their priority, but you know they've got this big salary lump that they can that they can send there. They'd have to send a lot of a lot of enticement to go along with Simmons, but and it must take a lot of enticement to get them to take Ben Simmons as well. Yes, yes. And Ben Simmons in Portland without Dame is not a good, not a good idea at all. 
I don't know. He could. Uh, it's the sort of place where he could rebuild his shit. He needs to be out of the way where no one can notice him, and he can just sort of rebuild, figure out who he is. Porzingis style, basically yeah. at Washington, have a good year, and then get himself a decent, yep. decent contract, or become the the fucking the set the centerpiece of a young fucking Portland team that, that would have a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot of ball playing, but very very little defense. Yeah, I was going to um, ask what happens with with what happens. Do you think with Portland without Dame, like where's their They've got a lot, a lot of really good um, offensive options, and as usual, fuck all defense. So they're not alone on that, though. Like, no, that seems to be. I said they're just Sacramento North, just without Sabonis. <laughs> hey, and they were the three seed, so you know. Yeah, but but like- as I say, that's exactly why a, a dude like Simmons would be a really good fit for them because mm. um, he can play that you know that that midfield libero. He can you know play D, distribute, stay out the way, let the let the three gunning guards do all the gunning that they want. Scoot, Anthony Simons, and and Shaden Sharp. Let them score all the score as much of the fucking ball as they want, and he can just do what he does. And, um, and I, I see as well. Speaking of Australians, that uh, our dream of Joe Ingles' uh, NBA championship has gone down in flames because he is off to the Magic, and that'll be all. Thanks very much. Oh God, I'd miss that. Yeah, uh, he's a two-year deal worth twenty-two million dollars to the Magic. Get paid. Well, that's the thing is that he can then be – that's the sort of thing that you do so that you can then be in a trade to a better team later or get a buyout later and end up on a, on a better side. So you still get paid. And I guess they've got – yeah, they're, they're looking for someone to sort of be with Ben Caro and all that sort of stuff, I guess, is the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I heard some talk that the, the Magic are uh, the playoffs outsider, and that might be true, but, you know, I'll believe it when I fucking see it because it's Orlando. It's just Orlando. Yeah, what yeah. else have they done? Like- I mean, they've got Paolo and they've got Franz Wagner, but – Fucking yeah, yeah. I don't it's, know. It's I, still Orlando. That's right. The draft wasn't great. You know, they've got a lot of there's a lot of headwinds. But at least you know he's he's handy for the for the theme parks. You know, with his kids. So that that's yeah, it's true. That's true. That's nice. And it's got to be. I mean, this is what season. I'm just looking at it now. Season number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Plus so all the nine world, ten. Plus all the Australian NBL and European and, leagues. And season and season yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Wherever yeah. he was. So free agency was a thing, yep. and it's sort of done. And everybody's going to win, and everybody's going to lose. Oh, yes. Actually, the pist- it's just the Pistons that are going to lose, basically. Well, it's because they spent a hundred million dollars on a coach who got fired by the Suns. Yeah, just yeah, no. It is what it is. Well, you'd have to think. The interesting thing, you'd have to think Houston's got to at least push their. Barrow a little bit. You fucking will hope so. Anyway, like, well, it's more that it signals that they're not they're not here to tank again. They want to they want to have grown ups around their kids to teach them well, and that's that's always yeah. the thing that we said that uh, we the, the role we meaning people who have been on this podcast over the last x number of years. Always the problem that we we had with the process sixes was that they were so dedicated to putting out the worst possible teams that they harmed the development of their young players. And I think that's why they burnt through so many of them to the point where only one of them is still on the team. All these these very high lottery picks who they got, the only one left is Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid apparently is a dude who James Harden doesn't want to hang out with. Yes. So I would I think we could go ahead and call the process a failure on that basis. Speaking of which, uh, guess who else landed at the 76ers to be best buds with Joel Embiid this year? Tell me. Patrick Beverly. I, I I didn't Pretty have notifications sure I on. For, I, I don't have notifications on for Pat Beverly. So, um, <laughs> funnily enough, but you know, but that's what OKC did better with their version of the process. When they tanked out and got a whole lot of high draft picks, they always had grown ups in the room. They had Chris Paul. They had Al Horford. They had you know senior dudes around Stephen Adams until they traded him to help kind of corral the kids 
into into developing into something that wasn't just a bunch of you know they just weren't so programmed by losing to never actually turn into decent professionals. And it feels mm. like, although Houston probably feel like they're pretty close to contending, I'm not not sure if they've seen the Western Conference recently. It's it feels- or, or the top of the top of the Western Conference because amongst all this, Denver is you know kind of going well. We're still okay. Yeah, we're fine. They lost Bruce Brown to um, the Pacers, but that's their only that's their only out. Yeah, I mean, and look, he was good, but it wasn't that like he was the only good there. He yeah. was just good when they needed him to be good, and yeah. that's what they do. He wasn't you the know, difference between them winning and losing the um, the NBA. The Warriors are still going to be the Warriors, and whether he Plus Chris Paul makes it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very, very long wait time before you know serious basketball doesn't start. It, it's that's right. They've got a lot of there's, there's lots of time for people to get injured in G League and in yeah. And I mean, look, you talk about the Western Conference, and you know, if you look at it and go, well, if Houston's going to get better, and you think San Antonio is probably going to be a bit better, Portland the ass falls out of Portland even further. Not that it has very far to fall, but where else does the does the, is it the Pelicans that go shit again because the Zion. I just can't see the Zion thing. And look, he'll probably have a fucking monster year and be MVP. Who he knows? He kind of like needs every- to at this stage, doesn't he? Because at this well, stage, it's people are putting his name in fucking trade talks for the number three pick side yes. unseen. That kind of says that maybe you are not the dude who they thought they were getting. And they'd be in the position to know. Like, they're the ones seeing what he's doing off the court mm. and this whole time that, you know, he's not there. But who knows? Maybe the maybe the sort of thought of another, you know, the next unicorn coming along might you know, spur him to go, well, actually, that's supposed to be me. And he's supposed to be him, really. Like, he, you know, if he, yeah. if he was playing to his potential, he would be first team, all-star, the whole kit and caboodle. Like, Instead, he's eating the yeah, whole the- kit and caboodle. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap shot. Who, who ate all the pies? He ate all the pies. Hey, that's well, right. you know, if it wasn't backed up by, by strong suggestions from NBA Twitter that this is actually the problem, that yes. he, he uh, doesn't isn't quite as dedicated to maintaining his shape. Yeah. Not, not in a cricketing sense. Um, speaking of which, speaking of which, it is a, it is less than an hour away from first ball of the final day of uh, the second Ashes Test. We don't know what's what will have happened. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, yes, we do. Because we're going to record going to two versions. We're going to stuff them like like the yeah, end. That's right. No, Ben Stokes is fucking miracle no, for everyone. No, no, no. You manifest that into you. Look, look, look. I just don't want. I just don't want the English to sort of be able to go. A ha ha. We did it to you again. And and have the sort of the asterisk over the top of it, like because we'll all be going, yeah, but that catch, because really, that catch, like holy shit, what what on earth happened there? Uh, like, he didn't catch the ball. He did catch the ball. He had so much control of it. He put it into his left hand, put his right hand out, and stopped himself from breaking a fucking arm while he dived on the ground. Now I realise that the laws of cricket are fucking weird, but. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> By the wording of the laws, it wasn't a catch. So we move on. I mean, we don't have a lot of choice. Uh, what else are you going to do? Still, I mean, he still had the ball in his hand a minute later when they were checking for the no ball. That's how much control he had over the ball. It's a terrible, like, it's a shocking look. And I mean, it must, if it was, if it was like judicial law that, you know, there's a thousand criminals about to go free because they could look back at every slips catch and everything and go, well, yeah, or what about the guy who catches the ball and throws it up in the air while he's still running around the boundary? Is he out have, of control? We have been here before, though, haven't we? Herschel Gibbs oh. in the in the World Cup semi final mm. was it the semi final or the Super Six game? Semi uh, Super Six. Yeah. yeah, he caught it and just flicked it immediately, and he, it was determined that he never had control of the ball. You know, he had control of that ball. He just was far too arrogant about it, which is yeah. How, how did he have control to not change its direction yes. so significantly? So it, it, yeah, but- 
maybe but we won that World Cup, so I don't care. Well, That's but maybe difference. maybe this is the you know every piece of karma has an equal and opposite reaction. Maybe this is that finally coming back. Who knows? I think that um, like the you, ball you just that, dropped the ashes. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I just, I, I just the ball that Cummins got. I think it was Harry Brookwood last night. Is just such bowling perfection, and yeah. it can't not be. It's weird okay. on a deck where all England could do was bowl shitty bounces. There was some of the worst cricket overs, I've yeah. actually – in fact, I stopped watching. I, I yeah, flipped I did over too. To, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I went to bed and just went, fuck it. We're, and you knew. like you, you knew you sort of qualifying go, or something on the other channel because it was like, this is crap. This and is you knew so that, that we were going to fall for it. Like you knew we were going to lose all our wickets to it though because it's just like, well, what else can you do? Like, But is that is – that, you know, this is the saviour of – well, and look, we did this it is too. Well, this is the thing. The, the pitch was, but this is this is this is baseball. They asked for this pitch, this dead dog shit pitch. The only way you can get wickets on this dead dog shit pitch is to pitch it in short, which Australia figured out first, and then baseball went, "Yes, let's do that, but more." And they just <laughs> did that more. But Australia still scored two hundred and seventy odd runs, which is enough to set a very large fucking total. I did so, have to laugh that they brought Jimmy Anderson and they're all going, oh, they surely can't expect Jimmy Anderson to bowl short like this. He'll definitely pitch it up. He'll definitely do this. And the first two balls he pitched up and Alex Carey spanked them through point and through covers all that for four. And then it was just like bouncer, bouncer, bouncer. Like, nope, yeah. he's going to bowl 125K rack power bounces as well. Awesome. I'm going to bed. Yeah, it was it was nonsense. It was just garbage. It, well, it can be- you imagine, like, if there's three more tests of that, uh, England must have to figure out that Australia have a lot more bowlers who can do that for a lot longer. Yeah. So you know, it's it's like it's like bouncer chicken, and they and you know, three of their four bowlers in their side can't really keep that up for you know no, for long periods of time. Snap in half. It's basically it's it, baseball bringing all of the cutting edge fucking innovation of 1932 body line. <laughs> That's right. And it's. Uh, I did. I really didn't like the fucking dialogue around Nathan Lyon, though, saying that oh, he's, no, oh he was going Kevin out Peterson, there to get he's hit. A fucking idiot. Yeah. What? A, like, Kevin Peterson needs to be needs to be fed to a shark. He's a dumb cunt. But the idea that oh, you know, Lyon would be going out. Lyon, the former New South Wales and South Australia player, good mate. May have known Philip Hughes. Hughes just a touch. Yeah. yeah, he just, may, was, yeah my, may have may have played a lot. Of he was there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was there. Well, um, it was it was one of those um, shell games where everybody was there. Just terrible. Yeah, like it was, the, you just, know. Fucking classless. And if Australia end up winning this test by 15 runs, then I hope Nathan Lyon hobbles up to Kevin Peterson and smacks him over the head with a fucking crutch. Like, it's just when Graham Smith came out with a broken hand and all that yeah. sort of stuff, and it was heroic. But when Nathan Lyon does it, it's stupid. And I, now, look, don't get me wrong. It is pretty fucking stupid. Well, he couldn't like, do much, but, you know, you, you know, he bought, bought us a little bit more fucking time, which was really all they wanted. Yeah, and look, and you probably wouldn't have been a problem. And, and in fact, calf isn't the calf's not going to make it. He's not going to get worse because he's not, not going to well, be running. He's just going to be standing. Well, he did, I think he did run the whole or, or hop one. I did yeah. see footage of him where he was like hopping one. And I thought, oh, that's a bad look. Yeah. You know, well, he knows really, he, he just, knows his series is largely over. Oh, so. or definitely over. Um, you know, the 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 Coke bottle glasses is suddenly a, a special for the next game, and yeah. you know, I hope he runs through them all. Like it's just. Because at the moment, Travis Head's running through the lowest, lower order and all power to him. I hope he does it again tonight. Yeah. Right. And think it's... about how much, you know, Dan Vittori's going to enjoy coaching uh, Todd Murphy to destroy yes. Baz McCullum's fucking England team. I think he'll, he'll quite, not that they don't get on. It's just that that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just that's just funny. That's what that Sliding is. Sliding doors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's right. 
Yeah, no, look, I mean, it's been a weird test match. It really has. And well, I think it started the only weird thing- even before the, before the fucking uh, ball was bowled because all the England t- players, particularly the fringe ones, were just tripping over themselves to come out and basically say, we didn't lose the test match, we won it. Yeah. And fuck it, it seemed like it was lesser. Yeah, they're, a, they're running scared and they're well, doing all this. Yeah, they did. We won everywhere except on the scoreboard. And, you know, it, it just, it felt like um, Basball is sort of lesser an approach to cricket tactics and more of a pyramid marketing scheme. It's become like a fucking. <laughs> It's you know you just gotta you just gotta basball harder you gotta believe harder guys. Fucking, can I, don't can worry I about how salty the skin. don't worry about how salty the Kool Aid is, mate. Just just scale it. It was yeah. it was so bizarre. They were like they were already. It was like they were trying to defend basball against the press attacks that hadn't happened yet. But they knew were coming though. But they, they kind of expected to happen. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I, that, that I think is why I'm even more disappointed about that catch not being given because it would have just been another person going, "What the fuck was that guy doing playing that shot at that time of night in that situation?" Like they got them, they were four for forty-five. They got themselves back to four for a hundred and something or whatever. They get themselves through the day, and then he does that. And he's just thinking, I've literally been under 12 cricket teams where they would have been dropped from the side in the fucking and made to go and sit in the corner for, for that sort of Not shot. Not anymore. Kids, alone kids these days, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's all, but this is what happens when you pick a bunch of T20 cricketers to be test cricketers and you employ a T20 coach. You have this. You have people who can't bat for time. If no, England. Just incapable of it. It's like a must, reflex, isn't it? Oh, you know, short ball must wave bat. Like he, it didn't even hit the right part of his bat. Yeah, if England get a draw out of this tonight. It will be by accident. It will, will be it entirely be, by accident because of rain. I don't rain. think there's any way they can get. Yeah, rain. Rain is the way they get yeah, yeah. out of this one. And look, they could look. Oh, you know, Ben Sokus. They still have three very competent batters still there. They have a very long tail, yeah. which is amazing. Which just sort of came out of nowhere, really. I sort of looked and I go, Stuart Broad's in at eight. I'm like, Stuart Broad's in at eight. Nah, this this isn't going to end well. In the rater, it didn't. A whole lot of chin music. On a pitch that's becoming increasingly two-paced and, and up and down, um, yeah, I could see this. You know, just do unto Basball what Basball has done unto you, and wrap it. But up. it even works in reverse. Like you, you can imagine that England would have come out, you know, last night going, "Well, we they did it to us. We did even more to them. So everything's going to be in our in you know in their half yeah. of the pitch." And suddenly Mitchell Stark puts two of the you know the, one of the best in swingers you've ever seen. Good lord, those two opening wickets from Stark, particularly yeah. the second one. It just barked. Yeah. It just it took a fucking banana, a bit like a banana kick, like sensible soccer aftertouch. It just went shoo, straight through the gate. It was like, oh, I thought we couldn't take wickets on this pitch because it was so so roadie. Yeah, and then Cummins with the you know just one that absolutely yeah. destroys that. You know, um, yeah, yeah, supposedly the best, the supposedly the best Test batter in the world at the moment. Although all uh, you know, all evidence to the contrary, um, I would still hazard a guess that one S Smith. Um, is is still okay in that department? Thanks very much for asking. And one Usman Khawaja is not far behind him. I think. Well, they probably will be ranked one two again after this test, will because Joe Root got three fifths of fuck all. This I would say round. the rankings are nonsense. That would be my yes. conclusion. If they can turn on on the result of a indifferent first test, then the numbers are fucking fiction. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, no, well, we know the like, number you want is, look, is two nil, and everything else is kind of irrelevant. And then it can just fucking rain for as long as it likes. Like, I don't care. 2-0 <laughs> is, you know, because we hold the ashes. So, I mean, But I think at this time it felt a bit weird last time. Yeah, but you want – you actually, in a five-test match series, you kind of want as many points as you can because they, yeah. because the every test is worth fuck all on the on the test championship side. 
Not that yeah, that's, that's the, true. Not that's, that that's true, the yeah. point, but um, yeah, but a big five five test away series wins would be gold because we don't play a lot of bad away series this time. I don't think. No, I think, the worst, I think we go to Sri Lanka and that might be the hardest one. Yeah, in hold on. this. There's, I looked at our World Test Championship schedule and went, yeah, no, that's not too bad. There must be a way to everybody who we hosted. So there must be a way to the Windies and a way to, um, obviously. No, the Windies are coming to us this time, I'm pretty sure. No, they came last, didn't they come last summer? Am I thinking, who am I thinking? No. Oh, um, Pakistan, that's right. They came down and then. Yeah. Oh, South Test Africa came State. down and they sucked and that was really disappointing. So we are away to New Zealand, England now and Sri Lanka. So, you know, have to think that, you know, we usually play okay in New Zealand and this side I think will play very well in, in New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand can beat everybody in New Zealand. You know, they've beaten India 3-0, they've beaten mm-hmm. England. They always get beaten by Australia at home. And yes. I, I think it's entirely, Sh- Sri Lanka a, will be, it's entirely a little yeah. brother mentality issue. Yeah, Sri Lanka is will be tough, but that's, you know, maybe this is the side and Guzzi's in a bit better form and... You know, hopefully the goat's back by that stage. But not we a vintage, not a vintage Lankin team. Although they, they did no, come yeah. close to actually qualifying for the World Test Championship final. Although that was on the basis of a few, of like a thousand home wins, a hell of a lot of of, of two Test series. Is, is, is. Well, they get their home to New Zealand, Australia, Pakistan, and away to England, South Africa, and Bangladesh. So we don't even play Bangladesh. Um, we have India at home, uh, West Indies, and Pakistan. Well, I think West Indies and Pakistan's this summer, and Indians next summer. Which will be fun. India is going to be an interesting side in two years' time because you, can you really see half that side being there? Like Kohli's got to be gone He's by aging. that stage, and so is um, Rohit Sharma's yeah. probably not. Yeah. Um, whether or not um, Pant is back by then, you hope so, but who knows what that sort of is? How many of the next generation start prioritising IPL over? Yeah. Over test, you know it's. It feels like so many sides are just sort of slipping. You wonder where the next generation comes. And every time the next generation pops their head up, like a Joffre Archer or someone like that, something, or a pant or something like that, something goes the other way. Whereas I look at the Australian next generation going, eh, it's not too bad, you know, because we're going to have a big, you know, Davey Dum-Dum's gone after this summer. And I don't, I would argue that that's not a loss, really, maybe. Like probably should have happened already. At this stage, he's getting towards the level of being a replacement level opener. Which is fine, yeah. you know. You perform at the level of your replacement. That means you're in the side. They said that this this test match we made fifty in the opening partnership was more than fifty for both innings, and that's the first time that's happened since 2018. And you go, well, that's not because Uzi was doing anything bad, was it? Yeah, but he's been in and out of the side. I mean, there was Marcus mm, Harris was in there for a while, and Cameron Bancroft, and yeah. yeah. Opening has always been a little bit, you know. We we always think of the, you know, the. Hayden Langer and and, and look, Taylor give, Boone kind yeah, of uh, yeah. Yeah. always think of that being as normal, but that's not been that hasn't been no, normal through. No, the and to give Warner his credit, he has been a very very good test opener for us. Like yeah. you know, and as you say, it's not an easy position, and he kind of figured his way. To and it. not a guy you would have ever thought was going to be a test opener. Not not hope in hell, but then no. you know, it was that that one in Tasmania against the Kiwis. You know that that innings where he scored more than half the runs. And, yeah, and he sort of went, oh, okay. I think I don't know about. It's one of those talent versus inspiration kind of things, but I think it's kind of interchangeable for him sometimes. I think sometimes he's all talent and no perseverance, and other times he's no talent and all perseverance. It's just a pity you don't sort of, you know, they very rarely match up. Um, but yeah. I guess when they do, he gets 200 at the MCG, which is against a know, terrible team. <laughs> against <laughs> he's a terrible team. Very good on a flat track. Could you say you would think he would be better on these flat tracks? 
Well, it's um, not, but they're not, they're not really, I mean, this hasn't been anything but a flat track, really. It's been a slow track, but the ball, the way the ball was, like, Australia could have quite easily been four for 30. On that, that was first, really dodgy uh, bounce really early. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it could have been all over the place. And the fact that they ended up with 300 odd runs after the first day, it was just like, I, you just hope that people actually look at this side and go, okay, maybe they actually are a really good test side. And it's not just, you know, oh, Australia's always played at home. They're always flat trip bullies, you know. They got a test and a draw out of the out of the Indians away. And, yeah, look, they lost those first two test matches. And, I, I you know, they'd probably be better for that run as well. That, that may well be why they win a Sri Lankan series later on is because now they know how to play in those conditions. Um, who knows? But they, they are a genuinely a very good test side that I think stands up pretty well against any of those gold standard insufferable fucking boomer sides that we, you know, seem to want to talk about. <laughs> and, not, and not even boomers, but... I know, but, but we've said we often said on this podcast, not only a Generation X is going to be worse than boomers, but boomer is a, isn't an age, it's a mind state. There's yes, plenty of people of our Plenty of people of our age who have who boomer mindset, mm. uh, and they're, they're pretty insufferable. Um, I think that's us for, for this week on the yeah. podcast, and that's that's us for Adam's guest stint on the show. I'm sure he'll be what? back later in the year. Don't, don't I get to don't I get to take my player option out? Or no, <laughs> no we're, where are you trading me to? We're trading, we're, don't send me to Memphis. We're trading you to fucking Bill Simmons's podcast. Um, <gasps> yes. No. Yeah. Uh, this was no, the, what, what what you'll actually do is end up in there'll be a three trade deal, and you'll you'll hear you know, one morning you'll, you'll end up on Mamma Mia. No, no, you'll, you'll, you'll hear his like, he'll hear me going, good morning, sweet world. <laughs> they need a token Australian. Why can't yeah, it be me? Well, I, actually, I don't think they do. The show's been better since Lee fucked off just quite yes, yes. But um, anyway, I can't not say hey-yo when, yes. when Trey says hey-yo. Anyway, no, um, this is, welcome back to, it's, to this week in Niche NBA podcasting. Uh, yeah, so this was Paul's podcast. Uh, Bezo is back next week, um, so he'll no doubt have a whole lot of takes on the, on the CBA's impact on a team's ability to avoid the second apron and a whole lot of other technical stuff that I know you people are dying to hear, hear about. But until then, uh, thanks, Adam, for, for guesting on the show. Pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. That was a bit of a womble, but we got there in the end. Ah, got there in the end.